0: Our second reading this morning is entitled, A Promise to People Who Migrate from the Teachings of Many Faiths. It was adapted by Joshua Leach from Jewish, Christian, Muslim, and Buddhist teachings. The travelers shall not lodge outside, for I will open my doorway to them. When I meet them on the road, I will invite strangers in, and give food to those who hunger, and water to those who thirst and do good both to the neighbor and the wayfarer on my side. There will be one flaw in judgment, only for citizen and foreigner alike. Nor shall I oppress the stranger, for I know the hearts of strangers. I too was a stranger, I recall, when in the land of Egypt. I will not follow the crowd of many when it seeks to do injustice nor make of my caravan a cloister and vessel of despair. This too I promise that I will give kindness to those who suffer, be a friend to those in need, and assuage the sorrow of others, conforming not to expectations, but being compassionate always and acting in a spirit of love.
1: So again... This month's theme for our small group discussions, for our religious education program, and for select worship services is journey. This is an intentionally broad theme, of course. There are lots of ways we engage with the concept of journey in our lives, our lives themselves, our journeys. The journey of childhood to adulthood, from. Adulthood to old age and our ultimate journey we take to join with the ancestors. Our Earth is journeying through the heavens, spinning on its axis, revolving around the sun, which itself is spinning with the galaxies and the abyss of the cosmos. Every drop of water on our planet is on a constant journey around us through us, mixing in the air and the clouds and the rivers, the snowfall on the oceans. Every color we see is the result of the journey of light, often from the sun itself, traveling over 90 million miles to illuminate our sense of sight. Our body's cells are always in motion in circulation, or agitation, or growing, or decay. Time itself is a journey, progressing as the sweep of a second hand of an old pocket watch, or the flowing grains in an ancient hourglass. Not surprisingly, many of our myths, legends, and simply favorite stories involve travel transformation discovery. from the epic adventures of Odysseus to the cyclic movements of the sun and moon gods of Mesopotamia to the ebbing and flooding caused by the spirits of the Nile. The hero's quest almost always involves a journey, with many trials along the way and a return to prove one worthy of the title. In world religions, piety and sanctity are often referred to as a road to follow, the eightfold path of Buddhism, the journey to salvation in Christianity, the righteous path of Dharma in the Hindu faith. Journeys are so important to the religion of Islam that the Hajj, the pilgrimage to Mecca, is one of the five sacred pillars of the faith and required of every Muslim in the world who has the means to travel there at least once in their lives. Yes, it is hard indeed to find some aspect of our reality that doesn't involve a journey of some sort. And given it's so prevalent, so ubiquitous, we often fail to see the journey right in front of us. Many times we embark on journeys without even knowing they've begun. Life transitions, road forks, things that we did not expect to happen, happen, and we need to pursue a different course. An accident, a mistake, a surprise windfall, something that affects us and deflects our trajectory just enough so as to alter our future path and ultimate destination. A job that came through, a chance encounter with a person, a place we'd never thought of visiting that captures our imagination. I think of my own journey to ministry, which started really by being incredibly unsatisfied with my first job out of college as a high paid technical writer for a software company quickly followed by working as a valet, parking rich people's cars, to finding work in psychiatric group homes, to finally realizing that spiritual care and ministry was a way that I, I could serve a greater good. And my wife, Kimberly, who wrote our chalice lighting words this morning, is about to finish her journey through seminary, which I, I tease her, This happened nearly two decades after her first ministerial leadership roles in our faith. And one simply cannot be a parent or a close observer of a growing child without being awed by the rapid and radical journey that is childhood and growing up. Developing motor skills and body control, personality and sense of humor, likes and dislikes, learning to read and figure, build and break down. But then there are, of course, the journeys of desperation. When disaster strikes and an entire population is decimated, as in New Orleans in 2005, or Costa Rica more recently, or Haiti throughout, when an entire people are forced to journey unexpectedly for an indeterminate amount of time, for an indeterminate distance. Like those who are braving the Mediterranean in overcrowded rafts attempting to reach Greece, or those arriving at our border with Mexico having found the violence, crime, and poverty of their homes too much to bear too much to subject their children to. The poet Warson Shire writes, no one leaves home unless home is the mouth of a shark. And so sadly it is with so many of our fellow human family. So important is the refugee and asylum situation that there is an entire branch of international law that deals with the rights of those displaced outside and within their own national borders. These rights that are far too often not upheld. But I wonder if this this constant universal theme for ill or fair, this, this understanding of journey and journeying is one of the roots of humanity's nearly universal values, that of hospitality. Throughout sacred texts, throughout mythology and world religions, the theme of being welcoming, hospitable, and gracious to guests appears again, and again, and again. Ancient Norse folk feared treating travelers badly, or they might just turn out to be the one-eyed god-king Odin in disguise. Buddhists uphold sakara, the act of being hospitable to strangers and travelers as one of the sacred duties of any Buddhist practitioner. And in some places, the Buddhist community has even built free guest houses for anyone coming through their area. At Passover, which is coming up soon, Jewish homes will leave a door open, an empty seat at the table, and welcome anyone who wishes to partake of the Passover Seder meal. Jesus famously washes his disciples' feet prior to the Last Supper, also a Passover Seder meal, by the way, in an extreme show of humility, service, and indeed, hospitality. But just because compassionate hospitality is a religious value, a human value, and in some cases a legal statute, doesn't mean that we always live up to it. We human beings often fail miserably at welcoming the stranger, helping the traveler, the displaced, the desperate. We fail to live up to the standards set for us by just about everybody except maybe our government as UU minister reverend Angela Herrera writes it is especially shameful it is especially shameful for the United States to turn away asylum seekers when our own country's actions in the 1980s meddling with elections and supporting brutal dictatorships for political and economic gain helped breed the violence and instability that thousands are fleeing in Central America today. Recent surges in immigration are not isolated events. They are desperate developments in a decades-long pattern. As such, the U.S. has a spiritual, humanitarian, legal, historical, and moral obligation to respond with compassion. So what can we do, those of us here right now, to help our fellow travelers on their journey? Reverend Herrera suggests that we Americans should be asking how else we might spend the two billion taxpayer dollars used to detain 40,000 immigrants in privately run for-profit detention centers each year. Two billion dollars. How about some psychological aid for asylum seekers who have survived trauma? Perhaps we could use it to help families who have been separated to find one another. We could use it to help families who have left everything behind to escape danger, to navigate a new legal system and integrate into an unfamiliar society. In other words, we might take the money and resources we use to throw asylum seekers in prison to instead make an investment in hospitality. In fact, simply recognizing on some level that we are all journeying. All travelers on life's path should make us all slightly more compassionate, slightly more hospitable to the strangers we encounter. And we see flashes of this in our own community, the Welcome Center at Grace Lutheran, the Shalom Center Services, the work of both the immigration and homelessness task forces of Congregations United to Serve Humanity. I'm always amazed at how many folks show up when we hold our Thanksgiving dinner, and the enthusiasm of our guests and volunteers alike. Simply engaging in hospitality seems to make us all a little more hospitable. So I'd like to just take a moment of quiet reflection to think about a couple couple things I think are important this morning. Everyone, want to sit back and just kind of relax. And think about a time in our lives when we failed to live up to this greatest human value of welcoming the stranger and housing the traveler. I would now invite us to think about how we might have behaved differently more compassionately, more lovingly, in that same situation. And finally, I would like us all to think about a time in our lives when a stranger helped us, even when they didn't need to. I'd like us to close with a litany, it's uh, adapted from the words of a, another UU minister, Reverend Tess Baumberger. So I'll read a line, and then the community response to each line is, "We travel this road together." Everybody got that?
0: Yeah.
1: "From the busyness of every day, we gather once a week to remember who we are and to dream of who we might become. We travel this road together. As companions on the journey, we share the milestones we meet along the way. Individual moments of joy and sorrow become shared moments of comfort and celebration. We travel this road together. We share this journey across differences of belief and opinion because we value diversity and because we care for one another. We travel this road together. Today, as we take the next steps, let us notice our fellow travelers, the burdens that they carry, the songs that inspire their hearts. We travel this road together. As we gather in, beloved community, let us open the holy havens of our hearts Let us share the sacred places of our souls. We travel this world together. As we struggle with life's difficulties, let us commit to knowing there are no roadblocks, only opportunities for different directions.
0: We travel this world
1: together. As we celebrate life's joys, remind us that we are pilgrims who share a common path. May we continue to travel. May it be so. Blessed be and amen.